the cage doors at this time. Hey, listen. It's some kind of mistake. I didn't sign up for a cage match. Hey, unlock the thing. Take the chain off. Hey, Freak Joe. You're going nowhere. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of bleak time. Ah! Ah! What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrex10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, it is now finally time to put a bow on the year 2002, wrap it up, put it in a time capsule, do whatever we need to do with it, and we're finishing off today with the top five albums of 2002, part of our overall top 45 albums of 2002. Hope you've been enjoying this journey in a rather uneventful year in a sense. In a musical sense, it's not a year that anybody really wants to pay tribute to at this point. I was so out on the pop charts, and I really do try. And just for someone that was working and managing a CD store at the time, trying to stay on top of things, but... All, all that top 40 stuff. I, I was, dude, I was in my early 20s in 2002. I should have liked some of this stuff. It was mostly all crap to me. But I found a lot of killer stuff. Since, once again, I will mention, if you're going to be a rock and roll fan, or any kind of rock fan in the 21st century, you need to also be an archaeologist on top of things. You got to keep digging, and you got to keep digging, and you'll find the really, really good quality stuff. More often than not, that's the case. I will say that the three out of five records here in the top five did have a pretty good year for themselves and sold a decent amount of records. But coming in at number five here was an album that probably didn't even make a blip on the radar unless you were a hardcore fan. And even then, I don't know if you heard the news, but in 2002, the great Hanoi Rocks reformed under the name with Michael Monroe and Andy McCoy working together side-by-side side once again to put out the first Hanoi record in just under 30 years. So it had been since 1985 and Two Steps from the Move and, of course, the tragedy of the Razzle death. Band split up very shortly after that. Even though they tried to make a go without him, it just wasn't happening for him. So they all moved on. Michael went on to do a bunch of solo records. 
So there's a lot of solo Michael Monroe stuff out there. Andy McCoy did a handful of things post Hanoi, did Suicide Twins. He did some Cherry Bombs records and did this album that I I wasn't going to mention this, but (laughs) yeah, he did a one and done in 92 called Shooting Gallery. And that one probably was my least favorite album of 1992. So very sad, but good rebound here. 10 years later, getting back with Michael and I said this many a times as I was trying to pedal this CD to anybody who would listen because I would get that thing anytime I played Hanoi in a store. To this day, if I am helping out in a record store and I put Hanoi on, I inevitably will get at least one person asking me, who is that? It's one of those bands. They just have a killer sound and just one of my favorite bands of all time. So at this point, from a fan perspective, this is absolutely one of the greatest comeback albums of all time. As far as from a creative standpoint, song for song, I definitely put this in the top 10 comeback albums of all time for any band, not just hard rock, anybody. It literally sounds like they were frozen in a block of ice in 1985 and they chiseled them all out and said, record an album. It's got that feel to it. It's got a great old school feel. Just it sounds excellent, nice big fat sound. Just it's all there, all the ingredients that made Hanoi great. Even though they only had just Michael and Andy from the original lineup in here, they are that sound. And the release that came out in America, interestingly enough, this is never the case, by the way, for the United States. We actually got more songs on the American release than the original release over in Finland and Europe and the rest of the world. Basically, we got more songs crazy that never happens but giving it up for liquor and poker records in america i don't know how they pulled that off but they did and interestingly enough the two songs i'm going to play in this double shot to represent 12 shots on the rocks are these two songs that appear back to back on the record right smack dab in the middle of it it's just hitting that spot if you're still riding high in the middle where the album is supposed to peak you're doing a great job so to kick off the show this little double shot here for the number five album This is Hanoi Rocks with Delirious. Scream and shout No one stands up for the real 
two songs those might be my favorite two songs of the entire year yes delirious by hanoi rocks kicked off that twofer and then we finished things up with a song that could easily have been on self-destruction blues or back to mystery city it just has that perfect classic late night hanoi rock sounds saxophone solo and all just so damn good yeah that hanoi rocks record 12 shots on the rocks you gotta get it course top five get it this one right here number four this is one of the only exceptions that i had referred to on the previous episode where i was not listening to this album in 2002 but i love the album so much now that it ranks this high just due to how great it is and i wish i'd have been on the forefront of this band but i am definitely i i'm i swear i am one of the biggest fans of this band for sure But in 2002, it was the full-length debut album release by the great Danko Jones. After a handful of EPs and single releases and sweating it out in the bars of Canada and anywhere else that they could get a gig, and this one finally comes out. The album is called Born a Lion, 
it did have some songs. Basically, they were re-recorded or re-released from the previous EP, uh, the I'm Alive and On Fire release. But this is the full-fledged debut album right here. And yeah, it's very possible the only thing that kept this one from number one was the lack of nostalgia so much. I've only been into it for the last decade and not two decades. But it rules. It's Danko. Come on. These two songs right here, if these two songs don't convince you on Danko, then you're never going to be a fan. And we may just not be getting along in the long run. It's very possible. (laughs) I hate to put it that way, but that might be a truth that we have to deal with now. But let's kick off this twofer from Born a Lion with the blues.
cheese dresser in the room And I might not know how to look a girl in the eye I might not have the right pickup lines But I'll tell you what I got You see, when I was growing up I got the inside scoop I used to watch all the older fellas work down the block That's right, when they used to work, I used to watch it When I watched, I learned the lover call, baby If you wanna do it, do it right Up and down, side to side Baby, we can do it for a night Don't hold me back Now you gotta look sharp, fellas Oh, you gotta act right, you see No woman in the right mind's gonna waste her time If you ain't on time Oh, 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 let's not talk about how I know that I'm just here to pass down what I know to you, you see When I was growing up, I got the inside scoop I used to watch all the older fellas work down the block That's right, when they used to work, I used to watch And when I watched, I learned The lover call, baby If you wanna do it, do it right Lick it up side to side I mean, come on. How was I not going to also play Lover Call? Good God. The first two songs off of Born a Lion kicks off that album in super epic fashion. Play the blues, Lover Call, Danko Jones. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow, where do we go from there? We're going to have to go with this one right here. I, I will say that number four, number three, number two, and number one, they all scored 100 points. Those are the perfect albums of 2002 for me so it's a matter of putting them in a proper order and i'm always second guessing myself how do you put these four amazing albums in any kind of order but just gonna go with what i'm thinking this week today what have you this one right here definitely these top three albums are the most played albums that i had throughout the entire year i've been with them since the first day they came out and i'm still listening to them a lot this one right here some people can't hear it but it's one of the great rock and roll albums of the 21st century. I don't know how you didn't buy this record, even if you were only half kidding about being a rock and roll fan. So many people bought this record. It was the heavy rock album of the year. No doubt about that for me. I can't imagine anything else outdid it, at least of any kind of quality. So on August 27th, 2002, we all picked up this album that kicked off like this. Los Angeles, Clone Radio. We play the song 
names that sound more like everyone else than anyone else. Clone. Hey, all right, it's Kip Casper. Clone Radio. LA's infinite repeat. How we feeling out there? How's your drive time commute? I need a saga. What's the saga? It's songs for the deaf. You can't even hear it.
yes, coming in at number three, the top albums of 2002. Could have easily have just been number one, especially when you hear songs like that. That was, of course, Queens of the Stone Age and the album Songs for the Deaf, co-produced by Josh Hame, Adam Casper, and Eric Valentine. Probably the best overall mix of any album in 2002 also, for sure. I just love the whole idea and the execution on this album. I love all the radio bits. Got cameos. People like Alan Johannes is all over this record. The late, great Mark Lanigan. Rest in peace, man. And, of course, Dave Grawl coming in, being the drummer on the entire record. He has long said, ever since this album came out, this is the best album he's ever drummed on. How can you argue with that? It's a great quote from that. I, I read that quote because a journalist was quoting Dave while he was interviewing Josh Hame. He goes, yeah, Dave told us that was the best album he ever drummed on. They go, wasn't that guy in Nirvana? Didn't he play on Nevermind? He goes, yeah, and he tells us that all the time. Dude, I was in Nirvana. I'm like, okay, well, how about 50 bucks then? (laughs) Yeah, of course, great album. If you don't have this by now, what are you doing? I'm going to pull your rock card if you don't have this. Okay. Okay, I didn't even mention the two for you just heard there, the opening track and the bit. You may think I ain't worth a dollar, but I feel like a millionaire, or just millionaire as a lot of fans call it. And then we finished off that twofer with First It Giveth. Yes, I do go on a bit of a tear sometimes, and I forget to do the actual tale of the tape. This one right here, number two, a big, big personal favorite for me. And I consider this to be a a great creative rebound after the third album, which I do like now. But at the time, I was like, no, this is the album that I wanted to hear And it's really hard to argue with the first two albums out of this band's catalog, but this might be my personal favorite album. So, for example, I recognize that the greatest Rolling Stones album of all time is probably Sticky Fingers, but my personal favorite is Some Girls. Make sense? Okay, so let's move on. Obviously, the first two Weezer albums are the ones you recommend, depending on how cool you want to sound. But for me, my personal favorite has always been Maladroit, That came out on May 14th of 2002, self-produced. It is where Green was pretty good. I just felt like it was a bit of a disappointment after the long wait after Pinkerton. Because I think we were mostly expecting the next step from that. And where this one sounds more like a next step than Green just sounds a little pedestrian to a lot of us at the time. Once again, I like Green a whole lot now and I think it did really well in the 2001 countdown. But yeah, about a year and a half later, they put out Maladroit. And I was like, yes, this is a heavy guitar rock kind of album. I think BJ from Rockin' or Roll, my friend BJ, was like, I don't know if he said he loved this about the album, but he did point it out to me, and I can't unhear it now, is that pretty much all the guitar solos on the record, they just play the verse that got sung, like the first verse. (laughs) He's just aping what he sang before. So I noticed that now, of course, thanks, BJ. But yeah, it's just like the guitars are turned up really loud. I I really dig the songs. All the songs are super interesting and and decently catchy for sure. So if you think Weezer's a little too light for you, then put on Maladroit. I think you'll be surprised. Great stuff. So I'm going to play you the kickoff track from the record, which is probably my favorite, favorite song on the whole record, and then finish up with a nice, fun, catchy song off the record, just in case you were worried that it'd be too much of a departure. So let's go with these two right here. We're going to kick things off with the opener, American Gigolo, and then go right into Keep Fishing. Let's go.
right, yes, Weezer from the Maladroit record. That was a double shot of American Gigolo and finishing off with Keep Fishing, which also Keep Fishing, the absolute number one best video of 2002. I really want to tell you about it, but in case you've never seen it, go look it up. Keep Fishing, Weezer, you're welcome. Okay, album, number one here currently on my top albums of 2002 list. And I do not believe this will come at any surprise to longtime friends of the show, even if you didn't realize this album came out in 2002. Once I announce it, you'll be like, oh yeah, of course it is. Of course it is, Joey. But dude, you can't argue with how great this album is. I feel like you can't. People say you can't argue a lot. It's a cliche. But this album rules. It is the fifth full-length studio album by the Donnas called The Donnas Spend the Night. Came out October 22nd, 2002, produced by Robert Shimp. By the way, I looked up that guy. I was like, this guy makes really great sounding records. He even produced Get Skin Tight before. And their previous album, The Donna's Turn 21, which was, I believe, my favorite album of 2001. And I don't see like a whole lot of really awesome credits for this guy afterwards. He does an REM record in the mid-2000s. But after that, nothing. And this guy's got a great ear. So I kind of wish there was more albums with this guy's name on it. Sad, but... Back to the Donnas themselves, the album Spend the Night. This was their moment in the sun. 2002-2003, when they were promoting this record and out on tour, this was their shining moment. The album even went gold from what I understand. And yeah, of course, the song Take It Off was everywhere. It was. It's in a ton of movies, a ton of TV shows. They did freaking Saturday Night Live. They did the whole thing. And so, yeah, I wasn't that long-term fan that was crying sellout at them. The fact that they did not change their sound, like hardly in any way. They kept making great sounding rock and roll albums. They stuck to their story. And so it was me just being happy for them. And I'm glad that more people got their ear on them in 2002, 2003. So spend the night on principle, but also song for song. There's not a bad one on there. It's a fun, great, classic sounding rock and roll album. So there's no way I wasn't going to make it number one. Saw the tour, the whole thing. Got a nice killer group photo outside by the bus. Got it around here somewhere. Yeah, I am just fully on board. All the thumbs up, 10 stars, whatever you want to say. Donna Spend the Night is a perfect rock and roll album and my number one album of 2002. Let's get to the music, shall we? Uh, These have always been my two favorite songs on the record anyway, so why not play them to kick off this double shot? I'm going to go with... Who invited you?
now, yes, the number one album of 2002, All Hail the Donnas and All Hail the Spend the Night record. I believe I said this when I granted the Donnas the best album of 2001 with the Donnas turned 21, but I'm putting it out there in the world again. Donnas, we need you more than ever now. I feel like if you get back together, make some music, bring it out to the world, you just might single-handedly save rock and roll music for this modern generation. The world is ready for you again, Donnas. Let's do this. Okay. I just want my name on the thank you. That That's all I want. It's fine. I'll buy everything else. Okay. That's going to do it for 2002. And yeah, you know what's coming. I've been teasing at the whole countdown here for 2002. We got the best of 2022 coming up right here, or 2022, whichever you prefer. I'll try to use them both sporadically. Yeah, we got some odds and ends to finish up that year with, and I'm going to do the big albums countdown, which will destroy all the other rock lists for the year. I can guarantee you that. I feel in my heart of hearts that will be the case. But until then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs, and followed by the best damn outro song and all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business, Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.
Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.